Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five the Podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts, Courtney, Mia, and Jay, dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. If they don't, feel free to yell at your speakers, or you could just tweet at them with your choices, like an adult. Now let's join the gang as they dive in. Fair warning, this podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but really, at this point, that's your fault. And now, on with the show. But it was just, he was funny. You know, he was a funny guy. It was kind of one of those, everything he said was funny. I kind of consider it now like the Dane Cook effect. Dane Cook doesn't like... He doesn't like have jokes. He's no. just kind of like a funny guy that people like because he's sort of good looking and he comes off really confident. He's like, hey, guess what? I got this new bit. Look. Yeah. <laughs> got words in them. It's like, <laughs> like, it's not a bit. Like, it's not a joke that you crafted. Mm, like, right. Like, you know, but there are people that just understand and naturally like either ooze timing mm-hmm. or know which words fit funny together right and, uh, and, I, and yeah it's it is a skill that like improv is one of those that it you the muscle memory of connecting those sounds and those feelings yeah. and that timing is is good helps with public mm-hmm. speaking helps with all that good nonsense oh yeah all of that all of that good yeah i would agree with that for sure i think um I think a lot of times with stand-up, and I, I guess maybe with improv, maybe less with improv, but I think stand-ups kind of tend to fall, people who do it tend to fall in two different categories, the writer or the actor. And you mm. see it in people, you mm. see it like who become actors, like you watch their yep. old comedy specials. Some of them are really amazing, but a lot of them are more based on the physicality or just their charm and less on the writing. When it, you know, But then you have the writers who... You don't really see all the time they're behind the scenes. They write for SNL. They write for, you know, Jimmy Fallon or whatever. And then, but then you see their stand-up specials and it's like, oh my God, how did you come up with this? But they may not be the most charming people off the bat or they are. And then sometimes you have comedians who can do both. And this is a good segue into what we're talking about tonight. Comedy specials. I should have said. It was just. Yeah, I was about to say you you sort of led with the punchline and then never paid off the the actual thing. So but, it is comedy specials that we're talking yeah. about. You know what, guys? You know what's the deal with comedy specials and the high fives? Let's a high five. Yeah, let's high five. Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. Okay. Okay. So good. That's actually the best. An attempt was made. I I liked that in that high five, Courtney didn't let go of the mic, so it's just thunk. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Made for a great sound. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, Welcome back, everybody, to another fantastic voyage episode of High Five Colon the podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jay, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful cohorts, Courtney and Mia. How are you ladies tonight? Oh, hello. 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 Oh, you know what I just realized, Courtney? Hmm. We have very sultry voices. 
Oh, nice. Hell yeah. yeah. You just realized that? Why do you think that <laughs> I guys, mean... you guys are next to my whiny ass voice on this show? <laughs> Come on. Like, you, people aren't coming to this show for me. Come on. It's your sultry voices and your great <laughs> opinions. Oh, thank I've you. Had, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'll, I'll go into what I was thinking about later. On the audio medium. I'm just mm. the eye candy for the audio medium. Yeah, oh, I see. Uh, that makes sense. I see. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't know how that works, but you know, people at the Project Nerd uh, headquarters that are way higher minds than me can figure it out. So, for I, sure, um, I have. I have been told I sound like kind of. I have a similar cadence to Aquafina, but a little bit less raspy. Like I'm a little like yes. I'm from the Midwest, so I'm like Aquafina from the Midwest. You know, I, I can see that. Yeah, it's weird. I wouldn't have put that together myself, but now that you say that, I'm like, yeah, you know it's what? There. Raya and the last Courtney, come on, let's do this. Hey, she's <laughs> having the career that I should have had, and I'm happy for her, but I can't <laughs> rap. I don't have a song called My Vag. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> that was her big hit. That was her breakthrough. <laughs> you know, which my is bad. weird because it's really a cover of my song, My Vag, but no one liked it. <laughs> And no yeah, one thought I wonder it was why. honest. Um, I didn't. Uh, you know what? I just. I don't want to go into it. Um, mainly, <laughs> I'm just. I'm super happy to see both of you. It feels like I haven't talked with you in forever. Before though, <laughs> like so long. <laughs> no. Um, before we get into our topic for tonight, though, I did want to ask you both a question because when we're recording this, they recently released the trailer for the new Ghostbusters movie. Yes. And Ooh. so. Uh, we, I just was curious if you have seen it, uh, mm -hmm. have you, if you've seen the trailer and your thoughts on it. So Courtney, you've seen it. Mia, have you seen it? I've seen a trailer. I don't think it's the newest trailer, but I can piece things together from a trailer cool. I did watch. <laughs> That's yeah. totally cool. Courtney, initial thoughts. Oh, I am excited. I mean, it looks, I mean, I partly because they're using the same boy, little boy. Well, he's, I guess he's not that little. That's the meaning. The same kid from Stranger Things and it. So right. I'm like, is this just like, this kid is typecast now. I think he, I think he kind of is, but in the best way. Like he's doing all these amazing Finn projects. Wolf or whatever. Is that his name? Epic Finn, name. Finn, some wolf something. Yeah. Finn wolf yeah. something. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. That Part kid has that a cool ass name. name. He's going to, really cooler. though. He's way cooler than I'll ever be. Like, and he's like, mm -hmm. what, like 16? Like, I just, yeah. I kind of already don't like him for that reason. But like, I don't want to <laughs> throw, I don't want to hate on a child. That's like not okay for me to do. He's but like a younger. He has the jawline, like, I wish I had his jawline. Yeah. I, 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 like, I know that's really weird to say, but it, I saw one particular photo of him and it was like, he was very serious and it was his, like, Three quarter profile, yeah. and I was like, "Cause as a model, I picked that up. I, I immediately <laughs> noticed that stuff, and I was just like, you 'You're how old? I yeah. I had to nurture this thing. Yeah. I, I had to look at it, and you yeah, just have it. I also feel you on that. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I, yeah. He um." I mean, God bless him. God has blessed him, obviously. Like, Truly. Like, he's, yeah. the luckiest, he's the luckiest kid in the world, I think. Every cool... So, like, that was cool. To, I knew he was going to be in it because I saw that, like, mm -hmm. teaser trailer, like, from, like, two years ago or whatever. And then... And I, so, I knew he was going to be in it. And I was like, that's exciting because I like everything I've seen him in. Yeah. Um, and, which has mostly just been horror movies at this point, which is probably why I like everything he's been in. And then mm -hmm. um, Paul yeah, Rudd. So far. Yeah. Paul Rudd. 
which I mean, dear anything he's in. I will too. I mean, that man has not aged. He is perfect. He is just he's, truly. He, he's the perfect man. He really, I, he really I, I, is. Sorry, Joe. Totally sorry, agree. Joe. No, agree? no, I love. I no, I do agree. I I think Paul Rudd is is fantastic. I'm very glad that he is in this movie. Um, so far, everything that I've seen is sort of like given me sneaky chills about it. Yeah. Like I I like that it's subtly connected to it. Maybe Harold Ramis's character or Dan Aykroyd's character. Yes. From the first ones, I, I like those kind of subtle touches. Me too. Um, Here's the thing. I really, really, really wanted to like the the other Ghostbusters movie. The one. Oh, with, yeah. Um, I know. Kate McKinnon with, uh, Meg, and Kate like, McKinnon, Leslie Kim. Jones. Yeah. Yep. I that desperately uh, because I like, you know, the, the director, Paul Feig. I like him. He's uh, so good. Yeah. Um, I, I like all the actresses and the comedians in it. And it wasn't my cup of tea. I don't think it was put together well. I don't think it was I agree. a Ghostbusters movie. Um, I I wanted so badly to like it and was so bummed that I didn't. And so No, this I'm one, with you. This one like gave me chills when I watched it. I was like, oh, this might be a good like new entry into the Ghostbusters. This could be of what I wanted last time. Um Yes. And I hated it so much, too, because it was all like there was that whole epic thing about like, whoa, women can't have a Ghostbusters movie. And I was kind of like, I didn't like it, but it had nothing to do oh, with that. Yeah. Nothing. 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 Zero. Things no, it was just that. a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. It was like not like, in like the good bad, you know, or it could be it's still so bad that it's fun. You know, this might be the first time I've ever said it publicly now because the statute of limitations is removed <laughs> from me being like stoned and canceled from saying it back then. Because <laughs> it was like people were like, "What do you think of the movie?" I was like, "Man, it was. They tried man. rough. It was, it was rough. rough. Yeah, it was, it was a movie. It was some Ghostbusters in that movie, and they had some fun. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I it was just like I know I it's like I applaud everybody in it. Just didn't like the output. <laughs> yeah, what no. I hated the most was that my favorite part was, um, what's his name in the movie? Chris Hemsworth. Yes. Oh, Chris Hemsworth. Yes. He was him the himbo. Being, yes, him being a himbo totally sold on that. Spectacular. I agree. I agree. And then, and yeah. but super impressed <laughs> with how funny he was. I was he's really funny. Impressed. He's really funny in person. Yeah, but he's it totally like. I've said this uh, five million times. I don't think I could ever be friends with him because I would cry. I feel like he's the make fun of friend or like that friend that when you do something wrong, he's going to just keep pounding it in and giving you shit. And okay. I'll cry. And I'll cry. Will I laugh for the first 20,000 times? Probably. But the other million times, I'll be crying. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, That's fair. why are you making me cry, Chris? Yes, exactly. Oh. I uh, I think that's hilarious. And honestly, it was one of those where, because that was before uh, Thor Ragnarok. And yeah. so I was like, oh, Chris Hemsworth can be really funny. And then Thor Ragnarok came out and I was like, this is what this needed. Like, yeah, I'm so yeah. glad someone figured out that he could be funny and that this is what this needed. Yeah. Because um, I think Thor wasn't going in a great direction before. I mean, I liked the Dark World because of Loki. You know, I didn't really. Sure. Uh, most Thor movies, I I had seen, I'd seen all of them, and I was just like, they're fine. They're moving the yeah. plot point along for the Avengers and whatever. But then Ragnarok came along, and I'm like, oh shit, he is, he's his own. He's coming coming into yeah. his own. Taika needed Me. to be the one Thank to you. direct him. 
I agree. I agree. And I think they that did, I hope that he comes. He, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jay. Oh, no, sorry. I was just I was agreeing. I was saying he was the one that needed to insert that figure out how to insert the humor the correct way into that, yes. right. into that character into that franchise right so because each each uh marvel movie from the mcu they it, they're all kind except for i don't think the first two thor movies are that funny and i didn't like the uh incredible hulk with Ed, edward norton that doesn't count but like most of them are have their own brand of of humor and it just takes that director i think to bring that out of there that's why they have very specific directors for each movie i think mm-hmm. um and i think thor just hadn't found the right director i don't not to say those other first two didn't do a good job but i think sure. taika was the one to be like okay we're it's weird it's gonna be kind of deadpan but also silly and we're gonna make this yeah. work and it, it was because i mean he's a space god of course it's funny right. right like you know that alone is hilarious but then at the same time taika being a more comedy based mm-hmm actor writer yep. director mm-hmm. overall yep. is mm-hmm. it was everything i wanted as well i'll Me be too. honest Me too. his his what we do in the shadows that movie <sighs> is maybe one of the best the, movies of the past 10 years it's, 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 uh, it's i agree the and show the TV is show? also is great yes the tv show amazing, amazing too yeah 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 I, it's hard to I'm, compare because they are different entities, but Lord in yeah. heaven, they're so they're both so very good. Right. Truly. When you say uh, when you lump them together as both being amazing, that makes sense. But then when you, you separate them, they're very different, but they're both still amazing. Like they're oh god. And the new season is coming out in September, I think. So very yeah, excited soon. for that. I've been seeing ads for it and I'm like, ooh, I gotta get ready again. I want to go back and rewatch the last season. So um my, I I will share I, my yeah. favorite quote from that from that show where it's Please. the vampire and the werewolf episode i think it's early in the first season where uh-huh. um i don't remember who it was but they were just like you got to be more subtle about this well then don't show up like a mist the lawn you prick be more subtle subtle i love that uh, line okay uh, so I, does oh. it do you, do you think Tycho would ever be the type to do a stand-up? Oh, I, I don't know. I would bet you that he that somewhere he has. Yeah, okay. it's probably great. I yeah, bet okay. it's very kind of you know, uh, Courtney. You and I were talking off-air about him, and not to give too much praise, but I bet it's very T.J. Miller-esque, where it's yeah. sort of stream okay. of consciousness and off kilter meta yeah. kind of not what you expect sort of comedy yeah. okay. um it would almost probably be there'd probably be some korg elements i think some mm-hmm. stand up like bits where he's talking in the korg type of this yeah a, you know kind of doing this you know like have a fake conversation like th- that um uh, uh, uh flight of the concords like that whole thing is i think his realm of comedy I think okay. so too. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. I get that. Okay. I'd say so a then. better a better example than, than T.J. Miller for that kind of comedy is Rory Scovel. Yes. Wait, wow. I think he's just funnier. I, yes. He's better. He's a better human being. <laughs> but a it's a similar kind of comedy. Being. He's a he's a great person. And um, wrong? what's wrong with T.J. Miller? Miller? He's oh sexual assault charges. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah no, we don't like that in this house. No, we don't. We're we're not here for that. <laughs> Yeah. He's kind of big on himself a bit and um you know kind of unapologetic sometimes about it. So. He does not he like does not give a fuck about that yeah. at all. Like well, anyway. I'm happy my statement went under the radar there. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, but no, no. <laughs> Rory Scovel is is a fantastic example. I think he okay. is one of the better modern writers that just kind uh-huh. of flies under the radar. He's been I in think some so great too. films as well. Yeah. Um, did he, he do? In... Did he do the three microphones bit? Or no, um, no, that who, was um. Was that? Oh my god, that was a uh, guy who wrote for Chappelle Show. Um, yes. Oh my god, I can't remember up. his name. I can picture him. Neil Brennan. Last... Neil, Neil Brennan. Brennan. Thank you. That was a that was a good special to segue subtly awesome. into our topic for tonight. Yeah. Um, yes. Is our top five comedy specials. We wanted to talk funny things. We wanted to get together and remember times that we'd laughed and created yeah. new laughter memories. And now this is a Hallmark movie. And I'm sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> I this is like honestly, this is something that is near and dear to my heart. So I was telling you guys beforehand. I was like, I don't know how universal my list is going to be. Um, yeah. I grew up watching stand-up specials and for the longest time thought I was going to be a stand-up comedian. I did, Courtney, I don't know if you know this, but did perform stand-up for about five I or rem- six years. You've told me that. I remember uh, when no. we did the dark, the, the Christopher Nolan one, you told me That's about right. some of the people you've gotten to open for, and I'm very jealous. That's right. And and so it was just like the skill and the I just loved it. I remember yeah. like sitting down and watching like Paula Poundstone specials with my dad and old Jerry Seinfeld stuff. And it's just, yeah. there is an art and a skill to stand up that I'm enamored with. And so when, when you guys were both on board with doing like comedy specials, I was giddy. I was so happy that we got <laughs> to talk about this. Yeah. So. I'm so excited too. Like, this is like, this is everything I've wanted in life as a talk about the thing that I love the most. That's stand up. Well, and you're like actively doing it now. So like this yeah. is obviously near and dear to you. So where did you how did you approach this? Like where, where how did you even approach the criteria? Courtney? I think it was really hard because they're obviously like the ones that are like, oh, these are the best stand up specials ever, like just by public, you know, just opinion or whatever. And then I was like, well, I also thought about who have I seen live before they release that special or whatever. And then also, I mean, ultimately it came down to like just personal opinion of like who really rocked my world either mm-hmm. before I started doing stand up or after I started doing stand up. Um, and like current, well, currently doing stand up. And it was a hard list. There was a few people on here who are people who I left off the list who were very instrumental in my stand up development, but just their special mm-hmm. just didn't, none of their specials like, after the fact i'm like were they that influential in my process or whatever anyway some people are going to be probably mad and i'll share those com those i have i have a long (laughs) honorable mentions list i I have only one honorable mention Ooh. um go ahead i i you want me to go well, I would curious um, me because I want to hear how you approach the list, but also if you want to mention your honorable mention in that, totally sure. Um, this honorable mention is the only comedy special to have ever made me laugh as hard for as long. But unfortunately, the person who does it is absolute fucking garbage. Oh, um, gotcha. Uh-huh. Okay. And that's Bill Cosby himself. Oh, even even now, yeah, even now, if someone put that on and they made me sit down and watch it, I couldn't not laugh. And I'll that's honest, like, that, yeah, it, that's problematic for me as well because, and it's not on my list. Just to mm-hmm. to let you know, because of the similar reason, yeah. But I could, if if prodded. Mm-hmm. could probably sit and quote that album from beginning to end. Oh, my God. Um, 
I there's because I just I sat and memorized those. I memorized those stories. Like I memorized the. Yeah. Honestly, there was gotta be careful with the eggs. No. Yeah. Yeah. I just I love those like the the dentist story. Oh, OBKB. Sorry, that's one of the lines that we actually use in my family. It's very heartbreaking, but that one probably would have been number one if he hadn't been a trash human. Yeah, yeah, I I feel that I had some uh, I had some personal decisions to make about like man there are a couple of louis ck albums that really did like mm-hmm. again kind of change my life and i'm like you know what there's other ones that are better or not better but ones that i'm like i can overall support this person and the type of comedian comedian i want to be like as a person and as a comedian and he just does not fit either of the- he doesn't fit that go. anymore so there you go yep so i had to look i also glad- i guess Sorry. Go. Oh, I said my my criteria. My criteria was also like in the sense of like who do I want to be overall as a person, like mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a comedian and as like a human being, like who is living a life that I'm like, yeah, I could get behind living a life like that. Yeah, yeah. So that was other part of my criteria. Yeah. I like that, and honestly, I'm glad we're talking about this at the at the top of the episode because when it comes to stand up comedy, when it comes to this industry. It's notoriously pretty terrible. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, the, you know, the Bill Cosby, the Louis, Louis C.K. would have had a couple on mine, honestly. Yeah, 100%. If, uh, if, if times are different. If, here's the thing. If you had cornered me 10 years ago and asked me who my favorite actors and comedians were, Kevin Spacey and Louis C.K. and Bill Cosby <laughs> all been on those lists. And Look, I'm not. K-Space is what used to be on my husband line. Used I'm to be not on I get thrilled it. that they turned <laughs> I get out it. who they I get turned it. out to be. But yep. they're also not currently on those lists anymore either. So like yeah. Louis C.K. Yeah. is not on here, even though I do. He is a massive influence and his comedy was arbitrarily great. Like Computer outside of his, his person. Um, yeah. And it's a bummer. That sucks. And it sucks mm-hmm. that he did that to his yeah. heart. Um, yeah. into the legacy of his art. So I honestly, agree. what I what I ended up focusing on were things that either they were like massive tent poles in this is a comedy special that I either watched a bazillion times mm-hmm. and just solidified a type of part of my comedy, or they were things that that showed me something different about comedy or myself or it showed me something that could be done with comedy uh, mm. that was that was interesting. So one of my honorable mentions is is a uh, is representative of this, but it's Tig Notaro's just cancer monologue. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Like it's not a, a special, and Louis C.K. just sort of recorded it in the back. And honestly, it's Tig Notaro just bailing on her set at a comedy club and talking about that she just was diagnosed with like breast cancer and mm-hmm. how she felt about it and it's amazing she turned that into comedy yeah, yeah. it is brilliant i've never even um, heard yeah. of this person but now i just oh she's great that. she's in the Ooh. new uh, army of the dead movie and she's amazing wait who is she in the army of the dead movie oh the she's uh the, pl- the pilot. pilot shut the fuck up i loved her all right now i, I really gotta watch it <laughs> hey here, here's a reason to love her even more. She okay. recorded and filmed all of her scenes for that movie well after the movie was filmed because she was digitally replacing Chris D'Elia because he's a dirtbag. 
So they edited him out of the movie and had Tig film everything in like a warehouse and a green screen by herself and just edited her into the movie. And she's still my favorite part of that movie. Oh, she she was was the best part. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I just realized I had two other honorable mentions before Courtney lists hers. No, 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 please keep going with I'll go last. I, I have I have okay. a handful too. So I just want to I just want to talk about specials that have made a yeah. difference. And speaking of Tig, um, she has a new HBO show coming out that Does I'm she? very excited about. And it's called like Tig Animated or Animated Tig. And it's essentially they take her comedy stories and animate them. Sort of like they used to do with shorties watching shorties, but it's all oh Tig God. guitar a bit. That's ah. awesome. I'm excited. I know, I'm for so that. excited. Okay. Um, but, like oh, Tig okay. was there, and then there were some others like Bill Hicks and some of his oh. stuff is like is just classic, you know. But it's not in my top five. Um, but there are some of those that I had to make some tough decisions one way or the other. I feel you. I did too. Yup, yup. And I was surprised with who I ended up having. Honestly, well, one of them definitely wasn't a surprise at all. Uh, they were always going to be in my in my five, but the two, mm-hmm. the two that I didn't have, but that make me laugh really hard. Cat Williams surprisingly makes me laugh really hard. I cannot uh-huh. figure out which is the one, which is the one. But um, Kevin Hart laugh at my pain. Yeah. Is, oh one. yeah. Yeah, that's um, the other one. So those two, if I just went off of who's made me laugh the hardest, right? probably even looking at this list that uh, maybe cat wouldn't have made it, but Kevin would have, if I just no. s- solely went off of who made me laugh the hardest. Cause that yeah. one, Oh, that, well, when, Kevin, <laughs> that when Kevin Hart is at the top of his game and doing material that he's like really proud of. He's yeah. He's pretty unstoppable. Yeah. 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 He's a force for sure. So, Courtney, um, you said you had a list of honorable mentions. I'm, I have I'm a curious lot. what didn't make your list. Mm. I have a lot, and I'll give little little reasons as to each one. So we'll just... I'm ready. I guess in no particular order, because they were all, like, so close to making the list, but I'll go Dimitri Martin person. It was his 2007 yes. special. And he... Dimitri was the first comedian that I discovered that was, like, wholly, like, someone that I could find and relate to. Because as a kid, my parents watched a lot of, like, Jay Leno and, like, Tim Allen yeah. and stuff like that. You know, like, so I knew what stand-up was, kind of. But, like, I didn't like that, per se. It was just wasn't for me. And then Dimitri, I found just, like, on the internet because all of my friends, mm-hmm. you know, were like, oh, this guy's so funny and this and that. And I watched him and my mind was blown. And his TV show, Important Things with Dimitri Martin, also blew my mind. Um, so he has a very special place in my heart. But unfortunately, when he, uh, special, when, he draw, yeah. when he draws the hand on the thing I, and then like puts yes. his hand behind it. Yes. Uh, so, I, I, I mean, laughed for, for hours when he was doing the little like the flip yes. card to the music bit. I think that's one yes. of the smartest things he's done. He's so, I mean, he's so smart and talented and just the way his mind works. I just, I don't understand it, but I love it. And I wish my brain worked like that too. Um, And I've gotten to see him live. He's wonderful. And like, he has definitely like a big, he's definitely, he was my first, I guess, comedy, like love. Um, I know. Yeah. And I mean, he, and also he like, looks like the fifth member of the Beatles. Like I just, everything about him, I just love. He does. I just, I mean, yeah. Everything about He's Teenage the guitarist for the Strokes. What's his name? Yeah, see, uh, Dimitri Martin. 
like preteen Courtney was just in love and just and he was so funny. And so that really like I don't know. That was also like right before Twitter kind of really hit it big, too. So he was a very good Twitter comedian, yeah. too, I think, you know, because I mean, his he, jokes just fit. Yeah, he has one of my favorite like one liners uh, ever. Actually, two of my favorite one liners ever that mm -hmm. I still use to this day. One oh, of them is when you dress, you make a statement. And when you wear flip flops, the statement is, I hope I don't get chased today. Yeah, <laughs> that's I I think, one of the, the My... other thing. The other one is saying I'm sorry and I apologize mean the same thing unless you're at a funeral. <laughs> and I love that. So I do too. Because it's, it's true. So good. It's so good. <laughs> My favorite, one of my favorites of his, I don't know if it's even my favorite, but just one I think about a lot is where it's like, there's a, the difference between, there's a difference between peeing in the pool and peeing into the pool. Into the pool. Location, yeah. location, location. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, Dimitri. Good pull. Uh, so Thank that you, was, Courtney, that it. was one of them. Another one. Um, and I, I only this one didn't make the list because I saw their live show and thought it was much better than what they put out on Netflix. But Middleditch and Schwartz mm. being an improv person as well as stand up. Um, I thought I think it's great that you can see like mainstream improv is more mainstream. But like right. the show that I saw in Nashville at the Ryman, I thought was way better than what they put on Netflix. No offense, guys, but like uh. you should have recorded <laughs> that one. And that was, they were yeah. the reason why I decided to take improv classes. Cause I was like, this could really, really? help my stand. Yeah. They were a catalyst into me doing improv and murder. She joked and all that stuff. Like I wouldn't That's have met awesome. those girls if I didn't see that special at the Ryman at that time. Like it was a whole, oh, it's yeah. A special so special. he's a very, it's a very special special. Cause I was like, this looks like a lot of fun. I could see it benefiting me in a lot of other ways. And mm -hmm. so I, when I signed up for classes, I ended up being in the same group as same group of classes as the girls I am in murder. Awesome. She joked with. So it, they, I, I owe a lot to that special. Cause I don't know if we would have connected or met that way in the same way if we weren't yep. in classes together, you know? So I owe that to them, but that the three specials they put out were not as good as what I saw yeah. in my opinion. Ah. Um, and then another one, and also not really a con, I guess a comedy special, but like this was just so it was, I mean, it really, I guess draws that line of scripted and improv, but Oh, hello, John Mulaney and Nick Kroll made that oh, list. Right. I love John Mulaney. Like his stuff is <sighs> yeah. so good. I remember, uh, one of my favorite John Mulaney stories is when Mike, when Mike Birbiglia came through Nashville this yeah. was years, years and years ago before Mulaney was popular. Mulaney was his feature. Yeah. So he was the opener for Mulaney and I opened for the two of them. I and hate they you. were the nicest people. They're the, like, yeah. the best. And they're so just on it and funny. And it was uh -huh. intimidating to be around them because they were so funny. But like, yeah. even back then in his feature spot, he was doing the law and order bit. He's like, oh, not God. like, the, not as so he's like unloading the box. He's like, Oh yeah, Tony. I know Tony. And like <laughs> he was doing that bit back then. And it was just as funny as now. Damn. He's, I mean, he's, he's a revelation for sure. And I, yeah, so that special is also important to me. Also, my best friend and I talk about 
Caroline, who was on the uh, Project Unreal show, she mm. is oh, the, yeah. she is the she's the Nick Kroll to my John Mulaney in every sense of Aww. the word. So that's um, the most romantic thing that should be on a Valentine's card. I know you're the Nick. I mean, for the platonic romantic, yeah. I mean, you know, like she, yeah, in yeah. every sense of the word, were were those two. Um, I love that. And so then my final um my final like honorable mention i'm sorry it's so long um here for this is a sleep bit of a sleeper and people should watch this special if you've not watched it already but chelsea peretti one of the greats i i love peretti on stage i do too yeah she's, so she's amazing she's yeah. so good and it it's like she's not even writing the stuff but i but it's like so meticulously i agree tight. and She's only done that one special and it's so awesome that like, I hope she does another one, but I also understand like, Hey, I put out some, an amazing special at the time. Yeah. So like, I'm going to like sit on it, but it's so good. If you've not yeah. listeners in Mia, if you've not watched it, it is, it's awesome. So thank you for including she, me. Yes. <laughs> you reminded me one, uh, you reminded me Courtney, cause you, when you said it's a special, but not really a special, one of the ones that was really influential for me that I watched a bunch was the Jerry Seinfeld documentary comedian. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Like that's not really a special, but it has yeah. him doing comedy bits, but then it right. also has the Orny Williams or whatever. Um, and or Orny Adams is like, I loved that documentary. I love Capital yeah. L loved that documentary when mm -hmm. I was when it came out. I had it on DVD and watched it over and over and over again. Oh yeah, uh, it's not on my list, but that one Seinfeld was. Oh yeah, like a god to me. So <laughs> that's so weird to me. It's not weird. Rather, I'm the weird one. Let, let me rephrase. I am the weird one because for whatever reason, I do not find that man funny. That's Seinfeld. Fair. Yeah, you know what? I, I I could probably sit and find a couple things that I would be like, if you watch these, I think you'll find it funny. But mm -hmm. if it's hyped and you come into it wrong, I could totally see his shtick not appealing to you. I can okay. I can see. I it. I agree. I yeah. agree. Okay. Um. Oh, and there's somebody. It's not on my list, but I totally want to mention because I I love to talk about this guy every chance I get, and he's way more popular and famous than me, so it's not a help to him. But <laughs> if you haven't listened to Nate Bargatze's specials, oh, he's great. Um, he's so oh, great. he's a, he's a Nashville guy, and he went off and made it huge, and he's great, and he's amazing, and he tells the best, the funniest stories. He has a Netflix special called The Tennessee Kid. And it is okay. immaculately mm -hmm. performed. Um, any it's chance so I get to, to tell people to know about Nate Bargatze, I tell them. Uh, please, he, um, everybody, find him. He lives in Tennessee. He lives in Nashville again, too. Yep. He has a great podcast called the Nate Land Podcast. And him and right. two other friends of mine who are now like becoming popular because of Nate Bargatze and because they're amazing are also yep. co-hosts of that podcast. So, oh. yeah, so. it's weird. It's, it's cool to see your friends kind of make it. <laughs> Make it, yeah. Huge, huge plugs for him. Uh, go watch his yes. stuff. But don't watch his stuff before listening to our stuff because please, I am ready to list with you ladies. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Yay. Yes. Let's list. This is where we do this is where we make a list. The list. Three, two. Okay. Okay. Does anybody wanna start? Um I think I'll just get my stuff oh. out of the way so that way then we can because I know the least amount. Okay. Okay. 
Um, that way, then I can just listen to you guys gush, and I can learn can, and write write all my notes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited about it. So, for my, ooh, I'm sorry. For my number five, I have "Make Me Happy" by Bo Burnham. Oh, it was yeah, the first that's so one good. of his that I ever saw. I actually went and rewatched um, "Lower Your Standards" from it. Uh, mm -hmm. That and it still uh -huh. cracks me up even now because I double checked. I double checked on almost all of them, me and too. I was just like, "Let me just check in." Do you still affect is, me? Do you still hit me? And, yeah. and that one did. Yeah. Is Make yeah. Happy the one where he knocks over the water bottle and then the music picks up? He's like, I knocked over the water bottle, but you thought it was an accident, but it wasn't. Is that that one or is that the other one? I think that's what. Okay. That, that's that what may I think. be what. Yeah. Bo I think that's what. Is, I, I, I've done a huge 180 on him. When he first came out on the internet, I was like, this is, people are giving this guy who makes funny songs a lot of attention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he kept getting funnier and kept getting smarter and kept getting better. And I was like, you know what, guy? You might be a genius. So I he's think he incredible. Is. I think yeah. so for me, it isn't just um like what's gonna like really hit me, but also what's gonna stay in my mind. If you're getting me to literally like pull pull mm -hmm. a cow move and just cut <laughs> on what you're saying <laughs> uh, after it's all done that and yep. his work always does yep. even after i was done listening to it i was like this mm -hmm. song is actually pretty straightforward but you're so yeah clever and you're witty and you yeah. stay in my head and i i love that yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. i agree i i couldn't agree more he is just across the board a spectacular talent so uh i mm -hmm. he that may not be the last time we talk about him today uh, mm -hmm. uh yeah <laughs> I I will follow up that though. Yeah. I will go with my number five. My number five, I reserved kind of for my childhood stand-ups. You know, this is when okay. I was looking back through like yeah. the Paula Poundstone specials or or the Sinbad <laughs> specials. Sinbad, yeah, of course, yeah. watched because I was a child of the eighties. Um, like the one that I landed on though that made it such an impact on me that I memorized that I've watched a thousand times was Robin Williams live on Broadway. Oh yes. Robin oh, Williams so was a force of nature in comedy. Uh -huh. um, he is an idol of mine just in the, how he performs comedy, his mm. energy, his kindness, his genuineness, He's but, all over the place when he's on stage. It's amazing. Oh yeah. I it and it, and live on Broadway <laughs> is about two hours of him. it's like a marathon. It's like watching someone run a marathon. And mm -hmm. he has a table beside him that just has a pyramid of bottled waters. And he's just going through them. And by the end of the special, he is just drenched with sweat. He's, sweat. he's wearing a black shirt and black pants. And he is just dripping sweat but he has the biggest smile on his face and he is so happy and you have just it's one of those where i had i i was pained i was laughing so hard the first couple uh -huh. times i saw it and i didn't even get all the jokes when i saw it the first time because i was like a kid it's just yeah. i i loved that special it was amazing oh I love that. I I mean, also happy birthday, bladed birthday, Robin Williams. He would have been seventy this year. <gasps> that was very. Re I know. Sorry to make that sad. Um, but I know. I I know. I uh, I 
when he passed away, we actually, my wife and I did an entire week uh, of every single night. We watched our fa- one of our favorite Robin Williams, like Fisher King and Aladdin mm-hmm. and Goodwill oh Hunting. And, like we just did an epic movie of his every night to just appreciate yeah. his mm-hmm. range and what he does. He's yeah. a, he's Marvel and he's made a huge impact on my childhood. So number five, Robin Williams love on Broadway. You. I love it. My number five. Um, and I don't, I wish I thought about this comedian more. I've seen them live um, at Zany's and they were great. Um, but they really, but, but when I started out doing stand up, they really were influential in like, oh, you can do anything you want with stand up. And so number five goes to the special, special, special by Maria Bamford. That's my number four. Oh my God. <laughs> Damn. Uh- that is uh, you talk, but it's so her. It's just her, her and her parents. Yeah, she's doing a whole uh-huh. hour special in a living room to her parents, and it's so good. And it's just like the thought, like that, really kind of started the genesis of like, oh, you can do stand up anywhere for anyone. And if you hear her story, she was doing stand up like in coffee shops to like two people, mm-hmm. you know, like like it was just it was so good. And like I would have never have thought to do something like that. And just the fact that she's like, yeah, I have a new special, I have a new hour, but I'm going to do it to only my parents, and Netflix is going to film it. In, like, their house with just a shitty green screen or white yeah. screen that yeah. she set up. And it, what what I loved about it and, uh, and why it's my number four was the same reasons. It was, I'd never seen anybody do that because, one... Every rule of stand-up is, A, have a good room that sounds well so the laughter echoes. Yeah. Have a lot of people there for a special because it sounds better if a lot of people are done. And do material Mm -hmm. that you know will kill. Mm -hmm. And she literally did the opposite of every one of those. She performed in a one-story living room in her parents' house or a house to only her parents and did very (laughs) uncomfortable material. Yeah, and they were just like they were they were uncomfortable the whole time. It's so great. It's oh, I yeah. love it. Okay, so I need to watch this. Yeah. Yes, you and do. And her her show is also Oh, Lady great. Dynamite. Yes. So good. And there's so Lady many good Dynamite. comedians on that show too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, M- Mia, what's your number 4? <laughs> um, my number 4 is Kid Gorgeous by John Mulaney. Oh, oh. Mulaney, yes. That was very difficult. It wasn't difficult for me to put him on the list. He was going to be on there anyway. Um, It was difficult to figure out which one. And then I was like, okay, but which is the one that I actually saw from start to finish? Yeah. It was. was Okay. That's the one. That's fair, man. That's it is a good one. Um, You're not. This is not the last you'll hear of Mulaney on this list. No, no. I better not. I'll. I'll better not. He has has some amazing specials, and so uh, without uh, so Courtney, I think you hinted that he may come up again, so I won't stop you from doing that. So, uh, who is your number four? Mine? Oh, I guess that's my turn now. My number four is—we already know who mine is. We did, yeah. My number four is, um, and I'll explain why because I don't think it's their best special, but it is. It is in the same way. It's Annihilation by Patton Oswalt. Very, very Annihilation? 
Yeah, it was. That's the one where he talked about his wife, Michelle McNamara's untimely passing. Um, I saw that at the Ryman during the Nashville Comedy Festival. And I, the first like chunk of the special, I'm just like, okay, he's talking, talking about like political stuff like he normally does or like, like nerd stuff or whatever. But then when he gets into the meat and potatoes of it with his talking about his wife, I mean, I have never laughed so hard and then immediately started crying and then laughed again all i mean and he did it so masterfully like there was not a dry eye in the audience and we were also belly laughing and it was such a magical experience and the special on netflix holds up yeah i he's a wonder patton oswald Oswald. yeah okay just want to make sure (laughs) yeah he's one of those that i uh, courtney you mentioned it earlier he is someone who can write like a magician, but also can mm-hmm. perform and act and be in front of the yeah. camera. I mean, he's, he's all the of voice. Of, he's the voice of Ratatouille. He was in, yeah. you know, yeah. King of Queens. Um, he's the voice of Ratatouille. Yeah. 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 He's and in a lot of stuff. Just, he's just really, really talented. And so mm-hmm. I'm very happy. His uh, werewolves and lollipops of his is also yeah. very good. Uh, yeah. Annihilation. Uh, yeah. Is, 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 yeah, I agree. Yeah, Kudos. that Good one. Choice. I mean, that one wrecked me. And again, going back to like you can see stand up in also for stand up come in all sorts of forms and shapes and sh- sizes mm-hmm. and stuff. And that was just like he, this man was being as honest as he could. And it was Absolutely. and he like was getting teared up on stage, too. I feel like that would be yeah. hard to talk about. But he was just. For sure. I think encompassing like a good artist and a good stand up of coming from like your truth and your pain and just like Mm -hmm. not, you know, like if you're going to talk about it, you're going to fucking talk about it. it. And he did. And it was just, it was awesome. And yeah, he was great. That's my number four. That's a great number four. It is. Thank you. Should I, should I go again for my number four? (laughs) No, no, go. You've already, you, wait, you did your number four. Or number three, number three. Yeah, do your number three and then we'll, we'll round out again. But hold on one second. Let's leave a pause real quick. Courtney, I think your, your mic cord is crackling if you want to. Oh no. I don't know how to make that not crackle. Uh, Maybe back up a little bit. Okay. Can you hear me better now? Hmm. Is it still know. crackling? Yeah, should I try doing? Should I try recording without a microphone? Let's, Maybe. Let's see how it sounds. Okay, okay. I can just let's see if I can oh, unplug Jesus. here. Sorry. No, it's okay. Hmm. Um. I thought it was gonna. I thought it would go away. Sometimes it just kind of fades off, but it was starting to get worse. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Uh, let's just do. All right. Can you guys hear me now or no? That is better. Okay, good. We'll just do that. I'm sorry. I've no, Dana no told way. me that I, this is like I got I ordered this because it was recommended to me. Uh, not by Project Nerd, but before I we were doing murder she jokes, and they were like, mm-hmm. This is the best mic. Dana said I've also she's also had issues with my mic before in editing. Yeah. So that's I can send you. I can send you some some uh, mic ideas that I really like that are. That Please are good. do. Yeah, because yeah, it's. Uh, it's yeah. We'll talk more about that later. But I'm a little frustrated <laughs> that I've been. So having it's totally. It's to, it's totally cool. I I think we'll just like Quentin can edit this out and we'll start mm-hmm. right here with Mia doing her three, and then okay. we could go. Cool, cool, cool. All right, Mia, again. Okay, so my number three is one that uh, I was very unexpected for me. In fact, my top three in general were actually very unexpected hits for me. Really? Um, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I knew nothing about these people, never heard anything about them before I watched their special. And then I became in love, in love. Um, and my number three is Hard Knock Wife by Ali Long. Ali Long. She Ali Wong. is a talent. Ali Wong. Yeah. yeah. She's a talent. She's amazing. She is. Her, her, um, I, I rewatched a couple of, of, uh, of her, um, couple of pieces of her stand up and I was like, hmm, your pacing's really good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I was just like, I get it. I get why I was, why I was involved. Cause it's like, it's like, you know, when it, when it, when you boil down what I think comedy is, it's it, to me as someone who is very heavy when it comes to music, like a lot of how I operate is very musical uh -huh. uh, tempo, rhythm, cadence, timing, all uh -huh. of that stuff is very important. And so if it's done right for me personally, the likelihood of me going full on belly laughter increases yeah. significantly. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, I, I agree. Um, baby Cobra was the one that I, I think came in contact with her first. That was mm -hmm, kind of her mm -hmm. big, big one. That one was really funny. So yeah, good, good they, they were I'm both glad she's on your list. Yeah. And she too. was pregnant both times. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Like, how did you not run off stage to go use the bathroom? Yeah, I, don't I don't understand. <laughs> She's probably had to at some point performing those shows. So, I yeah. don't know. You know, that's fair. That's fair. Just the one <laughs> the one they recorded was one where she didn't, <laughs> where yeah. she didn't run off stage. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so I'll, I'll go. My number three is someone we've mentioned. Um, okay. But my number three is another one of those where, and Mia, I think you said it best, is comedy that sort of sticks with you and stays mm -hmm. with you yeah i think bo burnham's inside ah. might be one of the most brilliant pieces of art and pieces of comedy and pieces of narrative that's been put to film yeah um, perfection it's it's mesmerizing. And, and the only reason it's not higher is I don't know if it's fully a comedy special. Yeah. It may just mm. be an introspection on life and the creative process and identity and confusion. It's uh, Mia. It's I know you are a fan of Bo Burnham. Uh, yeah. so I don't have to. And tell I haven't you watched it yet. Brilliant. I, right. I literally, literally what he does is he just sets up cameras in his apartment like uh, upstairs apartment and films himself making his own special over the course of the pandemic year. And wow. he's editing it himself, filming it himself, writing it himself. He has no help. And he's basically just like dedicating himself and slowly throughout the special and the year, he starts to kind of go crazy, mm -hmm. but it's brilliant on every single level. The songs are very memorable. They're very good. Free. Jeffrey <laughs> uh, 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 the, yeah, that's from it, and it's amazing. The the white woman's Instagram, I still have oh, stuck in my head. Uh, I still, it's just I can't recommend it highly enough. That was Q's honorable mention that he shared yeah, with her yeah. on Facebook. Um, I just I can't recommend it enough. I just I yeah. don't think it's been out long enough to be the landmark that it will be. But this is a special people will talk about ten years from now. For I sure. agree. For yeah. sure. I haven't even watched it yet, and I just know. 
I, I can't... think it's the amount of people who huh. comment or like posted on on uh, their time. So I'm scrolling through my timeline on Facebook and yeah. the amount of people I see talking about it. And they're like, it, and it's people who mm -hmm. don't like, uh, don't connect well. Like yeah. I have a broad spectrum of people and friends. And so this person over here is talking about how masterful it is. They would not get along with this person over here who's talking about how masterful it is, which I think right. is a testament, even before I've watched it, which is a testament to uh, <laughs> just how absolutely incredible he is as an artist. Mm -hmm. I haven't even watched yeah. it. I, I, I'm also a big Bo fan and Bo, but Bo did not make my list at all, unfortunately, but I have been a fan of his since the YouTube years and mm -hmm. he just, yeah, only gets better inside. It was incredible. I have, Oh no, look who's inside again. I have that stuck in my head <laughs> but inside, and I'm like, you can go outside. It's fine. <laughs> I, uh, Q, Q talks about it and I'm going to quote it here, but the wake up at 1130 feeling like a bag of shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just uh, like fun. But the thing, like every bit in it, like the Sako bit, is is yeah. still like heart. It 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 kills me, and it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. The welcome to the, if you do nothing else, just go on YouTube and look up his welcome to the internet song because yeah. it's one of mm -hmm. the most impressive things a musician has done in the past year. Like okay. let alone a comedian. Okay. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. just I I can't speak highly enough about it. Um, and I do think it will be one that we continue to talk about. So it's firmly in the middle of my list. Okay. I love it. Okay. Well, my number three, this person has already been mentioned before. Um, it's uh, But the special, for many reasons, is is near and dear to my heart. It's Baby Cobra Ali Wong. Aha! That was the one that I saw. So yeah. good. It's so good. I mean... Just like, again, like Mia, you mentioned just like the way she talks, her stage presence, everything is just so unique in yes. the sense of how she does it. And her stories are super fun. I mean, I just, I love everything about her. I love that she was pregnant in like a skin tight dress coming out doing her special. She has this very unique way of delivering her jokes and way of, her way of writing and just being who she is. And also like... I, once I discovered her, I'm like, oh my God, she's amazing. And I listened to her on a couple of different podcasts. I think this was the Mark Maron one she was on, where she was just talking about how she does TV writing and all that stuff so she can go and do stand up. Like she does it. She it was never a backdoor into acting or into like right. producing. Stand up is her number one. And I can relate to that. And also just her talking about like how people are like, shouldn't you work clean, this and that? And she's like, it's so hard just to be funny. I got want to be fun. I got uh, yeah, and I agree with her. Like it's so hard just to be funny in that way, that like just let let just be who you are. I guess is what she yep. was kind of getting at. And so I think she's amazing. Um, I would love to meet her one day and just tell her thank you just for everything because I I Aww. just yeah. I mean yeah. yeah, and it's also nice that to see someone who looks like me doing stand up and doing a great job. Absolutely, because I don't get, I don't really get that very often. So for me, it was because I've had a child. It was mm -hmm. nice to see a, and there's comedians and comedians who have families and have children, but to see one doing the pregnant thing while being a comedian yeah. and having those jokes, I'm like, oh, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it was, it was a little extra for me in that, in that way. 
so it was it was nice for that and then i i totally my my number two uh will hit along those it's nice you know i'll get, yeah. I'll get there yeah well i think that's where we are so yeah let's, let's segue right in okay um my number one and two were very important to me to my core and who i am as a person um and it was very difficult they could easily fluctuate back and forth yeah. honestly but yeah, the reason that. why my number two is my number two is simply because overall it was rated less than my number one. <laughs> I, yeah. I was like, I need a tiebreaker of some kind. This yeah. is really hard. So I went yeah. and researched and I was like, okay, okay, okay. So my number one was was a higher rated one than my number two. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. I found my, my deciding factor. Um, but my number two is Homecoming King by Hassan Minhaj. Minhaj. It is, that was, <laughs> his storytelling, I don't, I don't, I'm like stumbling over my words because it was so, I watched him I, and it was the first one I ever cried mm -hmm. watching. Um, yeah. And then at the same time, la laughing, laughing my ass off, just like, I can see this. I can picture this. I know exactly how you, and we don't even have the same culture. Like he's a different Brown. I'm Brown this way. He's Brown this way. But, but there are certain core values of his culture that also were very like paralleled a lot of the similarities in my culture. And I was just like, we don't, you don't even have to be Hispanic. I don't even have to be Indian. We get it. We get, I get yeah. you. I get you. I live yeah. this. And, and then on top of it, like being the person who is, who is like made fun of for these certain aspects of, of my culture and like mm -hmm. the different foods and oh, pff, all of it, all of it. I understood. <laughs> and then his timing was also really good for me because his yeah. like specifically when he was and lighting, and the lighting, the lighting helped. And I was like, oh, I, could, I could talk about him forever. But I love listening to him. I I love watching him. I, I've i watched, I mean, I'm not really all that much of a, I mean, I've gotten more political, but I'm not, I was not as much of a political person before right. he entered my life. And I became yeah. more so after he entered my life because I was yeah. like, oh. Oh, okay. So I, I like you for yeah. more than one reason. He's he's a, a whole package for me. Uh -huh. He's a whole package for me. He really is. Yeah. And it was a great special because I mean it launched him into public notoriety. So it was oh absolutely it did its job for him and it was well crafted. Like it's a it's a quality quality yes. it's, it's unique too because it feels it, it is a it brings a lot of different elements of like it is kind of dimitri martin-esque with like uh -huh. the powerpoints and all that stuff right it is storytelling it is stand-up but it also it just if it, it it is in the realm of like a comedy special but it just definitely is ele elevated yeah and he yes. uses all the resources available to him to make it that way right so. absolutely it's sort of he like shy away from anything Mm -hmm. No, it's almost like the turn that Berbiglia has taken, where it's not yeah. like stand-up specials. He's just doing one-man comedy monologues off Broadway. Right, and, right. You know, those are they're very good, but oh, it's yeah. like he's not presenting them as comedy specials. They're shows. No, no. and okay. so yeah, I think Hassan really presented himself that way. I, I I'm gonna. I, I, mine is related in a, in a weird way because it was oh. one that sort of opened my eyes. It was what one. It's a tent pole. It was. It's a huge one for me. Just 
I don't know if you guys know this, but I really like words and the power of words and talking. Um, and so George Carlin was uh, it for me. Like he was okay. the yeah. the guy, the smartest man on the planet, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And yeah. his, spe his special jamming in New York is is my number two. It's oh. one of the best specials. Uh, it's the yeah. one most people what have seen it. So jamming, jamming in New jamming. York. Okay. Go ahead. Um, most people have seen it. It's the clips go across the internet all the time. If you've ever seen what looks like a stage that's set up on a New York rooftop, you know, it's got like the scaffolding yeah. and the lights. That's jamming in New York. That's a clip from that special. Yeah. Okay. Um, and okay. It, he, it, but it's just one of those he does like this 10 minute long like airplane announcer bit and it's just this meticulously crafted thing and he was great about it it's like in the it's like the every word mattered and it fit and it was like this poetic comedic hmm. brilliance and i, I Carlin is a guy who I think is, um, I mean, he's very well respected and he gets, he deserves all the praise that he gets. I still don't think we talk about him quite enough. I uh, so. and, yeah. and I will share my favorite George Carlin story to wrap up my number two bit. Please. Is George, uh, George Carlin, uh, as much as he was, you know, an irritable old man and a crotchety old opinionated dude, he was married to one woman and he loved her dearly and she passed away um, before he filmed the movie Dogma. Mm -hmm. And he wanted, uh, Kevin Smith asked him to be in Dogma, and he said, listen, I want to do it, but my character is a priest, and priests can't wear wedding bands, and I am not emotionally ready to take my wedding band off, so I don't think I can play mm -hmm. a priest. I can't even take it off for, like, the filming, because I am just not ready. And yeah. Kevin Smith was like, well, just put a Band-Aid on it. Don't take it off. And he never took off his ring and he would turn down roles because he wasn't emotionally ready to just be without the remembrance of his wife. And I love, and it was like that plus everything else we know about George Carlin existing together. It's just, Oh, he's just, it's amazing. So Stop number two, jamming in New York, George Carlin. Man, I hope when I'm assassin one day, my husband will do the same thing. Exactly. Did you just say assassinated? Oh, yeah. Assassin. Uh, Not killed. Assassin. Thank you. And <laughs> when I'm assassined. <laughs> I think very happy of myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. Great. Can you be uh, self-assassined? I, I think so. I mean, that's <laughs> is that the plan? We'll see. We'll see how well we'll see how the numbers do on the podcast. Uh. And we'll that's oh, horrible. that's horrible. That's horrible. I'm sorry. Cut oh, that out. Amazing. Assassined. We'll assassin to that bit. Well, yeah. before uh, you get assassin, tell us your number two. Yeah, number two. My number two is a recent one, a recent special for this comedian, but I've been a big fan of theirs for like a very long time. I've gotten to, I actually got to do a show with them. Like they dropped in. So it wasn't like, I can't count it as me opening for them, but sure, uh, it's it is an amazing special, and if you've not watched it, you got to watch it. It's called Live Without Fear by Rory Scovel. Yay. I haven't seen that one yet. I, haven't, is, I, love, I love Rory's other shows, his other specials, but I haven't seen that one. Here's the deal with there's, I mean, he, it was all improvised. It was all improvised stand up. He did not have any prepared material going up. 
He just did six nights in this theater, in, in Relapse Theater in Atlanta, which I will say I've also performed at. Very wow. cool theater. And uh, so I have a lot of personal connection with Rory, I feel like. Just like he doesn't know that I do, but like I, I've all, he's always been very kind whenever we've spoken. He's very great. He's wonderful. And he said something at the top of the special like well, it was half part documentary, part special, but it was mostly special, but just him talking okay. about his writing process in between. And at the beginning, he said, I was that guy that was doing improv. I was on an improv team, also doing stand up at the same time. And eventually I had to kind of pick one over the other. Uh, and so he went with stand up. And, and but he said, but I've always loved improv and I love like the process of it and just going up there with nothing. So I always mm -hmm. try to incorporate that into my stand up whenever I can. And that hit me hard because I feel like that's kind of where I'm at too, as far as we're going to be really honest and engaging what I love more or less, it's going to stand up will always win. Um, yeah. though I do love improv. I love doing other, you know, other forms of comedy, but the way he put it was really, it really made sense to me of like, yeah, take what you can't take what you need from either medium. You still love something, even though you're not pursuing that anymore. I don't know. And so that really hit home and it was just so great special. It was so yeah. funny all of it for to, for it to not be written at all was incredible. So yeah, that's yeah. my number two. Okay. I love, I love a fantastic talent and he is mm -hmm. a fantastic talent. Yes. Yes. I agree. All right. Yeah. Oh man. Number one's the funniest specials or best. Yeah. Okay. All right, my number one is Nanette by Hannah Gadsby. Yeah. Amazing. I ha I hadn't been introduced into the, like a to like a year ago. So good. It's so good. It okay. was impeccable. Impeccable. Yeah. And uh I never finished it. I got really? almost to the end. Yes, I got almost to the end and I don't remember what happened, but I didn't finish it and I remember uh I my a boyfriend at the time told me that he like bawled at the end he cried and he was just like it's just people living their best life living their dreams and i was like that that always used to get him but uh i was just like this person i didn't even finish it and it still ended up as my number one because that's how incredible truly yeah. an immaculate yeah. piece of art that was for me for me yeah. as a as a bisexual woman watching this person go through their life and their mm -hmm. struggles and, and articulating it in a way that I could laugh at and, and also empathize with. It was, it was, um, it felt like a romantic piece to themselves and then yeah. to other people in the community. And I was just like, this, this is what I want. It yeah. was, it was truly just delicious. I would agree. Oh, it was, I, it was amazing. I think, you know, and I'm I'm not even someone that I don't think, I probably can't even, I know that I can't connect with every aspect of it. Um, mm. But even I was just sitting there being like, this is spectacular because yeah. I can understand it. I can follow this. I can empathize with this. I can enjoy and take this in. Um, I love when people can do that. I, I love when there is balance between, um, well, Courtney, you mentioned it earlier with just the honesty that yeah. comes with comedy. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. You know, there are those writers that that are just the, you know, the people that are just funny. Seinfeld was just kind of like that. He just was funny. He had funny things. Yeah. He's like, you know, yeah. you 
see the dishwashing you know, commercials and there's blood on the shirt. He's like, well, maybe laundry shouldn't be your first concern right now. It's like just funny timing, funny little shticks. But right, then there are right. people like Tig and Taro or the Nanette special that can blend that um, so beautifully. Mm -hmm. um, this is a long way of getting to my number one because it's already been mentioned. And my oh. number one is Pat Oswalt's Annihilation. <gasps> oh my God, my heart. Yeah. Pat Oswalt is hands down my favorite stand-up comedian. Really? Uh, I, th yeah. I think that he is brilliant uh werewolves and lollipops is just one of my favorite albums um but his just every bit everything that he does i go into every single special loving and i had the, i forget the <clears> name <throat> of it it's the comedy central one where he's just like laying in the grass yeah yeah i have that in my closet it's like right over there i love it yeah um, but what he did on annihilation where he literally just has like half a brilliant stand-up special uh -huh. and then yeah. half of a public cathartic monologue about his wife's aneurysm. Uh -huh. And yeah. I mean, it just to echo everything Courtney said, it was just like, I one, I can't believe you're talking about this in public. So truthfully, mm, right. candidly. Yeah. And the feet of it, just the feet of the honesty behind some of the, and like, um, and I, I saw him work out some of those jokes, like on talk shows, like the the mm -hmm. where he's talking about the airplane with, with his, his daughter. daughter. Yeah, yeah. He, he, oh. and, and Mia, not to ruin it, but like he sure. basically goes, it's like he's like, I spent the entire first Mother's Day after my wife had passed trying to keep that from my daughter, and then somebody ruins it at the very yeah. end of the day. And it, his story about it is heartbreaking and hilarious, but. I don't know. I just think there's something one Pat Oswald, I think is just a premier example of a good dude. Yeah. A smart dude who mm -hmm. likes to help other people like Maria Bamford got brought up a lot because of his um, comedians of comedy. Yeah. Tours yeah. Where they would just go around to bars and like uh, dive bars and do comedy shows with like uh, Pat Oswald, Maria Bamford and Brian Passain. They yeah. would just do their weird ass comedy shows at bars that would let them. And so mm -hmm. he loves doing stuff like that. And I love him for it. And he is a genuine person. He is very funny. And man, I don't know how a person takes what he went through and turns it into annihilation. I just think it's the best thing anyone's ever done with tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. Tragedy for personal plus tragedy. Plus yeah, that, and and that, that's one of his other specials, which is amazing. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's like it's very much an omen of some sort. I feel like, but oh, yeah. I'm glad that was your number that's one. That's my number I one. Debated, I debated on that yeah. where I wanted to place. That definitely was going to make the list. I just debated on where I wanted it to be on my list. So I'm glad it's mm -hmm. your number one. It's it's incredible. It's yeah. I could. I don't know if I could. As as a working working comic right now, I don't know if I could do that. What he did, and it's yeah. Yeah. Well, my number one is unconventional because I ha I have two specials by the same comedian as my number one and for two different okay. reasons. Okay. And you might already kind of guess who this person is, but uh, New in Town and Kid Gorgeous by John Mulaney. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys, shared, you guys shared Kid Gorgeous. New in Town yeah. is my favorite of his, Courtney. So yeah. please talk about it. 
So new in town, I had just started doing stand-up when someone said, hey, have you ever heard of this guy, John Mulaney? And I'm like, oh, uh, no, I haven't. They're like, oh, SNL writer, you should check him out. So I went home and watched his special, and I just cried laughing. It's so mm -hmm. funny. It was He was one of his comedy – it was, I think, one of his Comedy Central specials. And actually, it was billed as a one-man show and not yeah. as a special originally. Um, and I was just like, this is incredible. Like the storytelling, just everything about it just yeah. really changed the game for me, what I was seeing in stand-up. Up at the, I mean, obviously, from my very limited view of like what stand up right. was at the time, and really just was very encouraging to be like, I want to do this. This looks amazing. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I'm not at the level that he is. I don't think anyone will ever be at that level, you know. But it really was just like the catalyst for like, no, this is the thing I'm going to do the rest of my life in some capacity because this is amazing. If someone could do something like this, then how can I? that I want to be a part of it in some way because it's it's the best and you can tell he's having a good time and oh for sure yeah it's just John Mulaney is the is one of the comedians that I is one of the people working today that I think is just I mean people say like comedians comedian but yeah you just watch him and it's like it's magic how you do this yeah. because he still has the classic like he wears the suit and he wears the tie and he stands up there and he tells stories and he has bits and punch, but it's, it's so uniquely him. It's kind of Bergazzi has that quality a little bit, yeah, too. but yeah. like everything is so uniquely Mulaney and that his new in town special is one that I will quote all the time. And the bit that I quote the most from that is this is the height of luxury. Yeah, <laughs> when he's talking about uh, yeah. when he's talking about you're a kid watching Home Alone two, yeah, and it's like you yeah. just see a kid getting a limo and eat a pizza. You're like, this is the height of luxury. <laughs> I I use that all the time. And then the other one is when he's talking about the babysitters, and he's like, the, um, the older kid to watch the it's like that's like hiring a horse to babysit your dog. It's yeah. just a bigger dog. Yeah. <laughs> I had the only one that I quote oh. often is and i said no you know like a liar yeah that's my favorite like a liar yeah. my one of my the, i mean there's so many good bits from that but one of my favorite things to do just in general is everyone get out of my way i just want to sit here and feed my birds <laughs> <laughs> and i say that often whenever people are in my way i'm just like everyone get out of my way oh my <laughs> god yes feed my bird yeah the, and so the drama so that's oh. um, that's one of the number ones. The second one was Kid Gorgeous because I, and I talked a little bit about this when I was just guesting on this podcast uh, for Christopher Nolan. I believe I talked about this where um, on the, I got to see him do that show twice before he filmed the special. Oh, the first wow. one was in Knoxville, Tennessee. It was like four or five shows in. So pretty fresh. Mm -hmm. um, I had a horrible uh, experience leading up to the show. That is a very long, drawn-out story that probably is not that interesting, honestly. <laughs> um, everything that could have gone wrong for me driving to Knoxville went wrong. Oh, yeah. And then I barely got there by the skin of my teeth. Saw this show. The show itself was fine. Um, but after the show, uh, my I had some friends that like went to UT that were out there. And so we all uh -huh. went out to dinner. And just by just by pure luck and just by something that was personal to me anyway, we chose this restaurant and he happened to be eating there. And mm. so we got seated right by John Mulaney's table, him and his opener, Max Silvestri. And um, I was like freaking the fuck out. I'm like, I got to say oh, something. Yeah. Like, so we, 
we ended up talking for like a decent amount of time. So I was just like, it started out with like, Hey, I just saw your show. You're amazing. He seemed a bit reserved. And then I was like, I'm a comedian. And then his guard dropped and he's like, you're a comedian. And then we talked like two comics did about like, he asked, wow. I, was, I, I told him I was from Nashville. He's like, Oh, Zay, you know, Zanies and like all the different people that he knew from Nashville that he's worked with. And it was just like two like road comics. I mean, I'm not comparing myself to him, but it meant a lot to me. Those um, conversations so, matter. I know how that do. feels. Like yeah. I had um, one of my, uh, one of my fondest memories that I hold on to and I cherish is just a night after a show that I spent hanging out with Greg Giraldo. Yeah, and I had a conversation. It was just two guys talking about things that made them laugh and why we thought things were funny and yeah. different things yeah. that we liked. And I, and, and, you know, he's luckily Mulaney's still around, but like now yeah. I have like a, that picture with Geraldo. And it's like, I cherish that conversation because it was just two people talking about things that you liked, but yeah, the other person, like not the, the me in the conversation is just so miraculously talented. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's kind of what it was. Like we talked just about like comedy stuff and he was super gracious. And like, just, I think the thing for me was just watching his guard drop. Once I said, I also do stand up was like, mm -hmm. Oh, we can talk like, like, like we, like we can talk like comics. Mm -hmm. And that was just yeah. a really beautiful thing that I, I feel like only I can really really I I'm the only one who saw that, you know, but like, <laughs> yeah. then we got a, and then we got a picture, we got a couple of pictures together. We took a bunch of selfies and he's like, I'll take Aww. the pictures. So we took a bunch of camera <laughs> selfies. I'll, I'll send it in the group chat. Um, I looked like Please. dog shit because of the day that I had, but it's the, my favorite picture. And then <laughs> I'm almost done with my stories. I'm sorry. And then the, uh, the second, the second time I saw Kid Gorgeous was at the Ryman and it was like right before he did Radio City Music Hall. So like maybe two or three shows before then. So he was like, it was, the special was pretty much done at that point. And I remember watching it and just seeing it in its full glory and thinking like, just, it was like watching a Broadway show, just the way he moved, the way he like, every inflection of his voice, it went with like a movement that he did. And it made me think, oh, I can move around when I do stand up. And then yeah. the show was the early show. So I went to an open mic right after his show um, with a friend of mine and I tried moving around on stage a little bit just to see how it felt. And now it's changed how I do stand up. Yeah. So. It is I, awesome. Uh, yeah, I so. will. I will lay a, a similar story just to, yes. to, to to add on to say how much he is amazing. Is back when I saw him at Zany's with when he opened and featured for Mike Birbiglia, like it was so fun to sit back in the Zany's green room and just listen to them kind of banter back and forth because they would literally it would be so much as John would be like. It's like, so do you think it works better if I'm like, hey, the dog said, ha ha, or like, all right. And then they said it like he would just do different inflections and different mm, ways. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I tried it out the other ways. What do you think is funnier, Mike? And they would just kind of like, well, if you take that word out, it makes it a little bit faster. Yeah. And it's like, but, but if you give it a beat here, maybe I think they'll, you know, they'll hit the punchline funnier. It yeah. was just, like I was just music. Sitting there, I was it like is. mesmerized, but I was just like, it's like, this is this is really neat. You guys just keep talking. I'm learning a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. But the joke math, it's real yeah. and it is very musical. Stand up is musical, I think. Um, but yeah. I'm so oh. blown away listening to all of that. Like, oh. I get chills. So, I mean, yeah. I don't okay, know how so, we're going to get a combined list, but I know there were uh, a handful that were shared, like some both. Bo yes. There, obviously, so, Ali Wong's going to be on there. Right. And, 
Our number five is going to be the struggle. So I put number one as Annihilation uh, because I think both of your reactions and stories pertaining to that um, brings it to number one. Like the feat, the feat, not defeat, the feat of what he did. Um, And immediately followed by Kid Gorgeous by John Mulaney. Um, And then, so... Ali Wong was your number three, and Bo Burnham's Inside was your number three. Um, but I had Ali Wong as my number three as well, and Bo Burnham as my number five. But I don't know if Ali Wong's baby Cobra is better than Bo Burnham's Inside. So <laughs> I'd say I would put Inside above Baby Cobra. Okay. I- I think inside is just a a miracle. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's a miracle. <laughs> I don't know how it's so weird. And and I mean, Mia, you'll see this when you watch it. But like Courtney, I was sitting there the whole time, being like, okay, that wasn't scripted. He just left yeah. that in. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, was this scripted? Yeah, I know. Wait, at what point did he think he was stopping recording? <laughs> Like, yeah, I know, I there's know. so many of those things. I'm like, did you do this on purpose or was this just an accident that you left in because you're brilliant? And yeah. the fact that I can't tell makes this brilliant. Man, yeah. I agree. I 100% agree with that. So, yeah, I think that should be above yeah. Baby Cobra. Um, okay. And then Ali Wong is four for Cobra. And we, just we also got to gotta have, uh, well, what about Maria Bamford's special? I guess special, 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 special would be number five. Yeah, because we, we, oh, yeah, because that you shared that. that. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is a a good list. Like this is kind of we've got a lot of like variation on this list, which I like. Um, And it's not all just like straight person behind a mic stuff either. Yeah, some of it. I mean, yeah, I think two out of two of them are out of the five, honestly. But yeah, yeah. okay, I got it. Are we ready? Yes. (laughs) Okay, our top five comedy specials are. At number five, special, special, special by Maria Ford. Bamford. At, Re- Maria Bamford. Bamford. I was kidding. I was kidding. Uh, Bamford. Okay. Everyone. <laughs> um, our number four is Baby Cobra by Ali Wong. Yay. Our number three is Inside by Bo Burnham. Yeah. Our number two is Kid Gorgeous by John Mulaney. And our number one is Annihilation by Patton Oswald. Yay! You're, you're gonna have some feelings if you watch them specials. Yes, you yeah. will. Special, especially afternoon. if you <laughs> if you go from five to one, you'll definitely you'll have, have a lot of feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, great. Oh man! Well, I, I do. I love it. I have a short game for us to play. Yeah, sure. if you want. I want to play a game. Oh, what a wonderful game it is, too. Risk is part of the game. Well, how about a game of Parcheesi? Remember that favorite game of yours? Games worthy of his majesty. You really think you're the only one who can play this game? We will be perfect in every aspect of the game. Let the games begin. Okay, so the name of this game is What's the Deal? That's the name of the game. So beforehand, I ask you each to bring two things or objects and two places. Um, and so what we're going to do is we're each, each of the hosts 
are going to give one of their things. So like if I was the person that was it, Courtney, you would give me a thing, an object, and then Mia, you would give me a place. So let's do oh, that right okay. now. Courtney, okay. you give me one of your objects. Okay, tacos. Tacos, all right. And then Mia, uh, you give me one of your places. Tokyo, Japan. Perfect. This is going to be great. So <laughs> the game now is I have to finish the joke. What's the deal with tacos in Tokyo, Japan? I'm like, hey, these are filled with things like sharks. I don't know. That was terrible. <laughs> but see, you get it. You get yeah, it. Yeah. So, that so was Courtney, great, though. <laughs> so, Courtney, you get to yeah. go next. Mia, you okay. give Courtney a thing. Oh, 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 crap. Okay. Um, I give you a thing. Um, a mug. Mug. That's actually one of my things. <laughs> and then uh, my mine is a submarine. This place. You got to do it in your best Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. What's the deal with mugs and submarines? Honestly, the whole submarine is an inside of a mug. Honestly, <laughs> you're outside of the, of the liquid. I don't know. Honestly, that was so much better than mine because that makes sense. <laughs> the submarine is a mug, but the water's on the outside. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm really nervous about mine. I don't oh. I'm not the comedian. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I obviously am not either. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I barely pass. I barely pass. So Mia, I'm gonna give you a thing, uh, okay. which was mermaids. Okay. And then Courtney, you got to give her a place. Oh, uh, CVS. There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I put it down. <laughs> so what's the deal with mermaids and CVS? Last time I checked, that's not Atlantis. Uh, nice. That's it. That's oh, I like that. Both of yours were so much better than mine. I loved it. Uh, and I, I like the Mad Lib style of now there's a mermaid flopping around CVS. Uh, <laughs> thing on the top shelf. Oh, well, this, was, this has been fantastic. I have laughed so much, and it has been exactly what I wanted about talking comedy specials with, with both of you. I cannot wait until we get to do this again, but that wraps up another wonderful episode of High Five Colon, the podcast brought to you by the Project Hyphen Nerd Podcast Network. Hyphen? I am thrilled that of all the people that are subscribing, but if you're not subscribing, I'm going to enter your nightmares and scream at you. So subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube feed, go to project-nerd.com and subscribe to our other shows. Trust me, you're going to find stuff that you love on there. We've got improv shows. We've got comedy shows. We've got interview shows. We've got all sorts of shit over there. So you should go find it and you should love it. Uh, but until next time, I've been Joey. I've been Mia. And I am still Courtney. High five. Yay. We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at my five at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D 
C-A-S-T dot com. <sighs> Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast. On Twitter at hi the number five the podcast. Instagram at high five the podcast. Or on Letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? Farting your skeleton out of your body? (laughs) Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut! Printed! What happens in the next reel? Cut! Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut! That's a wrap! That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.